0: This week, we find out what happens when a ginger Glaswegian lass meets a Bahamian screen legend. We take a surgeon to the clean, clean desert, and we find a master of suspense in darkly hilarious form. Welcome to They Don't Make 'em Like They Used To. Hello and welcome to Sunshine Radio, broadcasting from St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. My name is Tosin and I will be your host for the next hour as we look at Hollywood's output pre-1980, talk about the great movies they made and about how great they were. Um, Now, joining me in the studio, as always, we have Sharon. Sharon is here. Hello. Hello. And we have Sean. Sean is here. Hiya. And also joining us from the hospital is Marjorie. Here for, here on holiday from Cornwall, she unfortunately has become a guest at the hospital in a pet Alveston. And, uh, well, Marjorie, hope you're listening and hope that you get home and you, well, you get better and you get home soon. Now, what happens on this show? Sean, what happens on this show?
1: Oh, on this show, we talk about, <laughs> um, well, movies that they don't make them anymore. Well, old movies, really. Old yeah. movies. Movies before... 1980. Mm-hmm. So because that's the sort of era that. And why th-
2: 1980? Because that was when Tozin was born. Oh. Yes, Yay. yes,
0: yes. The mo- there was such a momentous occasion. Hollywood had to market it by making before or after. Yes, yes. So like it was such a momentous occasion that Hollywood had to like you know change their output and start making worse films just because I had arrived and they <laughs> like this is the watershed moment. <laughs> I, th- I think it
1: was the era when when you had like the the 30s, 40s, 50s. Early sixties, you had big blockbusters, and then towards the late sixties and the the early seventies, there wasn't a lot of money around, and um, so and it also had to be a like bit more creative. Those, <laughs> that
2: late early eighties was when the advent of the home video recorder arrived on Good our point. doors, Good and point. that changed the whole that way changed, we saw films completely. It
0: changed yeah. the entire the entire sort of industry.
2: Mm. Yes, that was, like, uh, I was I was at school, so it was in the early eighties. Yeah, so yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. as soon as you got a video a, a video recorder. No, I went to the cinema anymore for a yeah, while. they were
1: huge. They were like they had the first video recorders were like monsters, weren't they? Yeah. With great big buttons that you would have to go. Uh, the Betamax. Yeah, no, yeah, there was Betamax as well, but the the VHS, which obviously was. Um, I remember I used to try and edit films, and there'd be like if you ever paused it, yeah. there'd be like a big jump in there, wouldn't there? Because it seems
2: unbelievable <laughs> now, but you obviously you couldn't own a film before then. Yeah. Now it's just become so used to being can watch anything whenever we want before then you had to go to the cinema yeah. to watch it or you'd watch whatever was on the television on a saturday afternoon
1: well i've obviously, so obviously got one world. got one early and i mean if you think of the price of when they first come out there was a, a shop called video unlimited well it was a house really in the sky it had loads of early rental movies mm-hmm. but you bought one and it cost you 40 pound 40 quid to buy a dvd and then you could exchange them for six quid a time well, so like you, oh, wait, you, a,
0: a DVD or a video? Oh, sorry. The um, video. video. Yeah. So, yes. so this is 40 quid in like the early 80s. Yeah. So that's a
1: lot of money. I, lot of money. Yeah, I know. He was, he, and so he started off in this house and then this big shop opened up called Video Unlimited. But then you started getting the blockbusters and things. But yeah, that's how it started off. He used to go down there. He lived in a place called Longham. I used to go to his house and he had like this room. And there wasn't much about those days. Um, and as I say, you'd buy a film. cost, Oh, a. a Cassette, which would cost you forty quid, and if you want, once you'd seen it, if you wanted to take it back, it was six quid to exchange it. Yeah, it's so a lot of money, and and I mean, if you think in that time, that was a hell of a that's, lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot Nyan, of money. That is a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> and I remember, I got a the first video I got. I think it was a Hitachi, and I was getting it out of the box, mm-hmm. and my dad come in. And he says, "What's that then?" And I said, "It's the first time I've really heard him swear." But I said, "Oh, it's a transponder time machine, Dad," like that, and he just said. <laughs> well I won't tell you what he said but it's more <laughs> or less looked at me like with disdain and, yeah so it was like wasting yeah, your latte. money yeah, yeah yeah what are you doing he said so and of course I suppose there was only like the three channels then were not there on the television yeah
2: just, just channel 4 channels. didn't come in till mid 80s mid
1: 80s you had just just the BBC 1 BBC 2 ITV that was it and they used to go off at 12 midnight as well I've got I've probably still got a few old video cassettes where I used to record stuff and I've even got I know that was, I think, 82, but I was watching a film called The Deserter, a mm-hmm. western, on TV, and it was when Ronald Reagan got shot. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. had this suddenly news flash, so it would the so film just up along, stopped yeah. news this came in. yeah. Wait, so. have you got that on tape? I might have it, yeah. Oh, wow. It's called the... Mind you, I haven't got a recorder anymore. I should try and get one. I suppose it's still around. I've but, got one. Bring but, it around. And it was that, that BBC... Yeah, I guess it could be anywhere, Toad. I've got so <laughs> much stuff. But I just remember the BBC with the... The, logo the, world, round. the world the yeah. world going round and as i say we interrupt this broadcast yeah. i mean it used to go off like midnight you know and it wouldn't start till the afternoon after time Okay, Crazy. cool. None Sorry, of that was mate. planned. No. Well, that's
2: <laughs> no, that an introduction but... to our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's
0: basically... So, yeah. Probably lets you know how old we are. <laughs> we to- yeah, we talk about films that, hap- that were all around before any of this stuff happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. Any So of that's this when stuff the happened, world changed, wasn't before it? Before TVs came yeah. in and really sort of like... Before the video revolution came in and sort of like changed things and where going to the cinema really actually meant something. So we usually kick off the show by talking about a bona fide classic we think this is a great classic it's a brilliant film one of us picks it sean has picked it this week but before we say what film it is we're going to play a little something from this film which is probably i think this film is synonymous with this song so enjoy
1: How good is that? <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Well, well, that was number one for for ages
0: in the states. That yeah, was like for, yeah. for weeks. I think that that was kind of like probably her biggest hit, and at the time, and so it it's probably still is her biggest hit. Probably put,
1: put her on the map, I suspect. Yeah, well, what, it's 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 definitely, definitely in America. Maybe? Did she do the locomotion?
0: Oh, that's, that would have been a cover, wouldn't it? So, mm. Yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, it put her on the map definitely in America. Yeah. So, for those of you who might not have picked up, that was "To Sir with Love" by <laughs> Lulu, and. From the film of the same name, Indeed. To Serve With Love. Yep. So, Sean, tell us, well, okay, two things. Tell us, tell us what this film is about.
1: Okay, basically, this film is about, um, as there's an engineer. He's from Guyana, and he's, he's come over to London. He's he, he's really an engineer looking for a job, but he, he needs a job. And he gets a job at the school where, basically, uh, the students that go there are sort of classed as no-hopers or problem kids or, you know, um, and, and he gets a job there. And originally, obviously, the class, they are very anti, you know, just like you know, they don't want nothing to do with it. They want to play around and all that. But eventually, like most things, they—he—he uh, he, he sort of brings them round. He, he turns them into adults. He, um, you know, and in the end, they—they they like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically one of those movies. I don't know. It's just a, it's, its a good movie. It makes you feel good. I mean, and and like we are talking about this earlier, Sydney Potty. Yeah, it, he, it's it's different role for him, really. It's, yeah. Look, I I think you picked that up, which was a great point. Is 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 actually it's not it's not a Sydney Poitier role. It's it's yeah. you know. Yeah, because, uh,
0: uh, so this is a film, it's set in the, was is it, this is the 50s? 1967. 60s, okay, yeah. so, it, so it was made swinging in 67 London, and it yeah. was set in, set in the sort of like Swinging London area. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes he comes from Guyana to London in the 60s and he's trying to find work as an engineer. Yeah. Which, there's obvious reasons why, you know, a black man from Guyana in the 60s would have trouble finding work as an engineer yeah, in London for sure. in the yeah. 60s. So it's, um, yeah, and he comes in there as a, a but as you were saying, yeah, Sydney Poitier. So Sydney Poitier, when you have, him in a role you know what you're going to well the thing is you know he is one of these people that just says dignity dignity he yeah. comes it comes in with this sort of dignity the silent dignity and i know i saw an interview with him in which he was saying that in his mind he was determined to never take a role that would i think the words he used was something along the lines of embarrass his heritage or that would be an embarrassment to his, so he wasn't going to go for a role of a subservient kind of uh, no. subservient kind of black man, or go to any of like the serious stereotypes or anything like that. But he was going to come in with the with the dignity. But I think even with even this film seems different from all his latest stuff. Yeah, that because his latest of the stuff he was known for, where he would come in and he would be silent and he would be, but this he comes in and he seems like he doesn't he he doesn't come in as in I have all the answers to begin with. He plays a bit more of a. Yeah, he's sort of finding his feet, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 the that's a good thing. Yeah,
1: he's sort of finding his feet because he's never, I guess he's never really had any teaching experience. And mm-hmm. he goes into the classroom, and these people are, you know, this class are throwing stuff about, yeah, causing all sorts of things Some of them are chaos. barely literate, aren't they? They can they are, barely read. Yeah, they can and barely write, they read. Can write. read. And barely... I mean, th- this is in like the East End okay. of London, you know, mm-hmm. docklands, markets. And uh, to me, it really captured that era of like, you know, because, it was still—I think—times when well, that was a swing in the sixties. I think in certain areas it was still pretty austere. It was, you know, there wasn't there wasn't um, lots of uh, lots of money around. And, no, and well, it, it there's still really rationing shows. was up until the mid-fifties, yeah. wasn't it? So this yeah. was
2: a generation that were probably born during the war and then they'd grown up for rationing in the 50s. And mm. so the 60s, the swinging London came, and they were like on the edge of it, The edge, they?
1: exactly right, yeah. And I mean, I mean, all the other characters, like the, the women on the bus and the market. And At the beginning, like, yeah, yeah, there's the a beginning. classic scene when he's on the yeah. bus, all right, darling. All right, darling, <laughs> real, that real London, <laughs> London type of accent, which is,
0: which and is great. And he's like,
1: whoa, what, what, what have I got <laughs> into
0: here? I know that feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it sort of
1: captures that era and also i think um the particular the particular thing i, I remember because it's very similar there's there's a bit in the gym where they're in the gym with the long baggy shorts and yeah i mean that was the sort of stuff that that people girls uh, blokes used to wear at school mm-hmm. you know and there was no because i guess there was no now you see some students and they've got like adidas trainers and all this stuff whereas that <laughs> well, was just are- a pair of white shorts that that didn't fit quite
0: right that yeah. hang just below your knees and you, know?
2: you probably got handed down from your older brother your brother yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, so but, like- yeah but i guessing it's like what like what sharon was saying about the time that english was set in that it's sure. it's still it's still in the aftermath of yeah. the second world war still in the aftermath and it's still affecting everything in that you, so you don't have you you haven't well at this point in time the 80s is not even a dream in everybody's no, head where, which is the point at which everybody started getting oh I deserve all this stuff I need my yeah. own brands I need this I need that I need that yeah. it, was, it was and I'm guessing because I never actually thought about it like what effects like you know the second world War would have had on education and how essentially because I think going to school wouldn't necessarily have been the first thing on anybody's minds. No,
1: well, well most people used to leave school at fourteen and go to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when they the the reason things have changed, like when they raised the school even age, was quite often even really, really clever people. Yeah. They would the parent because it was so there wasn't a lot of money around, the parents would want their children to go out to work straight away to bring an income yeah. to the family. So I mean that was it. Or get you out to work as soon as possible. Yeah. Work in a factory, work in a shop, you know, or
2: and this was in the days before they started building all the skyscrapers or the big tower blocks yeah. in London, where people were still living in more or less slum conditions. Yeah. They had the Maybe old the outside terraces. It's only after when they started clearing all the bomb damage bomb, and they yeah. started building these high rises that yeah. they created their own set of problems. Yeah. But they was East End, where this was set, it was still very much mm. that poorest part of, of London.
1: Well, my nan, it's not that my, I know anything about no, it, but no, no, no. <laughs> 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 my nan, my nan, who, who her house had one cold tap. Right, okay, a big sink in the cold tap, I remember. And there was only a cold tap, no hot tap. And she had an outside toilet, like in a little yard. And they said, I don't know if it's a couch, she said, oh, we've got, to... she wouldn't have it done. She said, no, 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 you can't knock it. Because yeah, they, they were going to do everything. So, and, you know, she used to boil a kettle and for a bath, she'd have a tin tub. Yeah, yeah. My, well,
2: my mum and dad well, my, my grandparents lived in Orchard Street in Newport where mm. the library is now before they pulled the, built the library it was a row of terraced houses there my mum grew up there and whenever they needed a bath they went up my aunt's house which was in Honeyhill because she had an indoor bathroom they didn't have a bathroom. No. Well, they built the houses. They didn't need bathrooms. You had an outhouse down the garden. That's, and yeah. this is the days in which they were still living in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So this, this was sort
0: of on the the, yeah. the cusp before. It's, like it's my, a different
2: world, isn't it? It's a different world. It, it sounded
0: like my boarding school life in Nigeria in the 90s. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> 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 That
1: sounds... Yeah, it was It was certainly an era, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think this film, back to the film, it sort of captures that era of, like you say, there's... Uh, with. The, Kids, oh, listen, Daddy O, and all that. Yeah, I love that. I love that aspect of it. <laughs> hey, Daddy O. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so so Lulu is actually in the film. <laughs> she's as in the well, film. Yeah. As uh, in, she's not in a
2: Scott, d- in it, she? She plays a sort of Cockney
1: girl. Cockney girl, yeah. She yeah. plays yeah. a Cockney girl in it. Yeah. yeah but, and there's some other famous characters in yeah, as well that would, people so, so, recognise.
0: Yeah, t- so tell me, tell me who else shows up in this film? Well,
1: you have got Cat weasel Jeffrey he's Bladen. teacher. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the teachers. He's the who scruffy teacher. He hates everyone. <laughs> <I> <laughs> hates everyone. There's, one, there? like he <laughs> everyone. There's always one, isn't there? It's like that. But he turns into a white guy yeah, at the, he, the, he, the party. Yeah. So. Okay, anyway, who, who's Cat Weasel? Um, Jeffrey And He was a television oh, yeah, series Cat in the 70s. He was in the 70s. Um, okay, all and he was like a, he was a, no, yeah, Cat Weasel. And he was also in Whirlsville Gummidge.
2: He was the, he was. Yeah. The Crowman. The Crowman in Squirrel Wales Now
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Well, Cat Weasel, he was like a druid. And he had a little little frog called Touchwood. All right. And, um yeah, he was like had real long hair. And yeah. he's basically a wizard, wasn't he? He like was a, 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 a wizard, yeah. A druid-y, sort of yeah. character. Yeah, electricery, he used to call electricity, electricery. I always <laughs> remember that.
0: <laughs> and, and who else do we who else do we have? Um, We've
2: got Hyacinth bouquets in it. Yeah, she's Patricia in Patricia Routley, she's another practice. teacher in She's
0: there. really good in it, actually. Yeah, you really forget
2: good. that she was young once, yeah. because <laughs> she, was, yeah, and she was quite
1: a, a handsome
0: woman. She was, yeah.
2: You wouldn't say she was pretty, but she was certainly handsome. She had like well, she got a really nice face.
0: It's kind of like one of the things that we keep coming back to on this show, how I say, when... I love seeing actors that you know particularly for when they're older yeah. and then seeing them when they're younger and you're like, whoa.
2: You go, whoa, well, they're young. And one of the, <laughs> like... the yobs, the sort of yobby type boys is uh, Christopher Critchell, who's in who's Eric Pollard in Emmerdale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You see him. He doesn't even look young, but he yeah. still looks the You same, see him and you but... go,
2: that's Eric Pollard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what is his Yeah, Christopher Critchell, is Christopher it? Christopher
1: Critchell, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I he's in, was, you
2: look, yeah, you look at him because he's in like Zulu Dawn as well, isn't yeah. he? So he's been a lot of things. You can yeah. go, oh, that's Eric Pollard. Yeah, that's all we know him as now.
1: And Judy Geeson's in it. Judy Geeson, yeah. yeah, she became quite big.
2: She was quite stunning, wasn't she? In the sixties, she, 60s. Was, she yeah. was what she, she had was. that proper sixties look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she had the really sort of full lips and the long hair yeah. and the big eyes, and she was just a bit like Julie Christie, wasn't she? They she had a similar sort of look about look them. Look
1: about them, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I mean, it's one of those spot the. Ooh. Yeah, gonna... but it's a great scene when they're happening?
2: dancing at the school disco. They have like a tall disco, yeah, and he's like invited to dance, yeah. 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 and they're all just doing their funkiest dancing. And you, quite think, you look like you're having that. some sort of yeah. seizure on the floor. But
0: I think I have seen that dad scene, I have seen that dad scene, and, uh, and I, I do remember thinking well it was the 60s that's probably what was cool yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he was old, supposed old, to old, do old that old Sydney <laughs> <laughs>
1: gets down with his little hands at the side and stuff oh reading. yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: he does this weird it's does a, a weird really, dance isn't it weird really, dance. Yes, yeah it's a really strange but it was probably what was like you know the flavour of the week there when yeah. they did it yeah this is yeah. what you do uh, yeah and alright so this this is a film it's, it's part of a sort of sub-genre of movies of teacher goes into school teacher goes into school with like you know um, not the best kids I mean you had I guess Kind of goodbye, Mr. Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Mm. was Another yeah, one, yeah. It's, it's inspirational
1: teacher. Again, yeah. there, inspirational teacher. Again, but that was private school, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was school. So, so, uh, goodbye, Mr.
2: Chips. <laughs> just, yeah. How many? Did you have any children? Yes.
1: There was two. Hundreds
2: of them, and all boys. Boys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, <with the> too <laughs> even yeah, now. I was thinking. I was
1: thinking There's about two, that, yeah. two. Two goodbye, Mr. Chips, aren't there? Pete Ro'Tool yes. and Robert Donut
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I was thinking that that uh, so it's this is almost kind of like taking that idea of Goodbye, Mr. Chips and updating it to the sixties and making it into like you know, an in inner East city end. Yeah. East yeah. End. But I guess nowadays they'll call it urban. I don't know what 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 you would call it. Yeah, I guess that would have been an urban
1: area. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah but so, like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost updating that updating that idea, which was done, like, you know, and then years later, you have uh, in America, you have Dangerous Minds, which Dangerous was made, minds. which yeah, is pretty much the same idea. For, yeah, the teacher, same idea. Teacher yeah. going in, inspirational thing. You have Dead Poet Society, Mona Lisa Smile. Mm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, normally
2: it, about someone like a fish out of water, isn't it? You normally mm. find the teacher is not from where the school is; they yeah. are just dropped in. so yeah. they are this.
0: So they they don't have the they don't have the sort of baggage the that ba- everybody no. else has.
2: Uh, it's yeah, it's almost like a contrasting culturally as well. Like with Sydney Potter, obviously he's like an African man who goes into London, and with oh, Michelle Caribbean. Pfeiffer, she's um, Caribbean yeah. man. Was he Caribbean? Oh, was he? He wasn't from Ghana. He's from Ghana. Guayan he wasn't from routes? Ghana. He was from Guyana. 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 Yeah. Mm. <laughs> getting my wrong continents. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just so point with me, but yeah, on. that's
2: that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember in what was it in Desmond's. They oh, always yeah. used to say, you know, you're African and I'm West Indian, and there was this real, you know, oh, no, no, yeah, you that. don't mix the two up. Oh,
0: you you do not. You no. do not. No, it's, you do it's, not. Kind of, it's a bit like England Scotland. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It is, it's it's funny that
1: <laughs> noticeable. But um,
2: but yeah, with Michelle Pfeiffer, she again was like she was like the white woman in yeah. with mainly sort of black. black yeah. She influenced the yeah. black stu- male students mainly. So you have this sort of contrast and how different yeah. influences have a male impact. Definitely,
1: and I think I think. Great teachers can have influence on on students, you know. And even for me, even the worst student that it's like you know some people write off and they say, oh, you know, no hope, are going to work. It just really because everybody, every student has got some value, you know. And I mean, yeah. sometimes I think I don't want to get too political, but sometimes I think the education system. As like a one size, like tries to squash, yeah, squash a student kidding. into this is how you should be, and we're not all the same. Some of us okay. are different. Some of us got. better. anyway, yeah, let's go. No 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 no, 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 no,
0: no. I want you to continue saying what you were doing. But full disclosure here, Sean is a recently retired. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Sean. Okay, yeah.
1: So, and and I think that that sometimes the education system, there's so much pressure on teachers to turn out these almost automatons. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And, we and want this result-driven culture, culture. It's isn't all it? results-driven instead of and you should give them an all-rounded education yeah. and say, yeah, this is some things you were good at. You're not all gonna be, you know, you're not gonna sing, you know, be able to do Latin, <laughs> and yeah. but you, you're gonna be good at something, and I think you've got to encourage them, and, and any positive that you can give. You draw I've out. seen it, That's the greatest thing in the world is when you can see someone's shoulders lift up, and I've seen it, and it's like, almost like, whoa, I've really made a, made a difference here. Mm. I mean, even the, the shyest, the you say, do you know what? So that was fantastic what you did there and I've yeah, seen it, it where awesome. they lift up and they think oh maybe I've because I mean school is just a small micro it, of their lives, of their lives. You so know? it has a and, huge impact on and it and it has a huge impact but if you can so I don't care how bad or how you know, people say, oh, he's a, you know, that no, student you, is I've really got, challenging, yeah. really mm-hmm. problem or and, you know, oh, you're not going to do anything. Oh, I think
2: a- we underestimate how important school is in Scho- some ways. Because if you it's had, totally- like, a happy school days, it's fine. But I've got two friends who had really bad school days, and it resonates throughout their adult lives, yeah. the, the experiences and their relationships they had in school. But what makes a go- difference. But what you do find, i just going to make one more film.
1: point here. Sorry, <laughs> we'll go back to the film. i just got to make this one point, is even students that are really bad if they get like excluded you they come generally and hang will hang around the school
2: so, so how about it's that a, it's because just a community
1: thing one thing yeah. no I don't know if it's a community thing but it's, it's but yeah.
2: on that note that's some Sorry. of the things some of the best scenes <laughs> I, <laughs> I like in the film so some yeah. of the things I really like in that's the film it. is where he like he finds out why some of the students are late or why they yeah. have these problems yeah. and he explores their lives it's like some of them like they're babysitting the younger brothers and sisters and they can't do homework or mm-hmm. they've got all these different things going on it's when he starts seeing them as real people and he starts finding out about their lives they, are they, real people. they really begin to accept one another mm-hmm. but yeah it's a great film and I was just saying to Sean earlier there's a great sequence that almost sort of feels a bit odd in the film, where they go to the British Museum and you see them with all these pictures with all the different artefacts in the museum. And apparently I was reading about this earlier, they had permission to film in the British Museum and then two days before shooting it was withdrawn and they were told you can only take still photographs. Mm. So the cast all went in costume and they all went, but they had two still photographers who took all these really now really iconic images yeah. of them posing with the different statues and yeah. the different things. Great it's, it's, it's
1: a really, really good scene. It's like yeah. just a whole montage, it suddenly goes, yeah. oh we've got a trip. I mean they've never been out on a trip before, no. you know, to museums and he says to me says oh we're going to go on a museum trip if I, and the the head well some of the teachers are like oh I wouldn't do that if I was you you know they are <laughs> going to be ooh, ooh, ooh. and they go and you can just see it's uh, yeah I agree thanks for for pointing that out Sharon that's a, that's a great montage yeah
0: okay cool i was going to ask you a question although we need to get moving yeah. i was going to ask you whether it was essentially one of the influences in you eventually becoming a teacher but i think i'm just going to decide yes it was now okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you I just gonna yeah, the way you yeah. talk about it and everything like that. I think like <laughs> I think these films really do have a real impact on you uh, now. But um, anyway, so thank you so much for that, short <laughs> obviously to serve with love. Great film, great song, apparently great, great British cast, yeah. great British cast. it's I guess it's one of those times when. In, uh, Britain was thinking we can make our own movies, we can take on Hollywood a little bit, we're going to make our own stories and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Long may it come back, actually. I mean, hopefully come back soon. But now we go into the section of the show where we go into the hospital, into our pet ward, Alveston. So I went in there today, and I'm actually happy to say that it was pretty empty because I know it's one of those things, like where when you go into a hospital, if it's pretty hem- empty, you're kind of happy because it means... People aren't falling sick. People aren't there. Uh, and as I said earlier, we met Marjorie, who is down here on holiday from Cornwall, and unfortunately ends up in the hospital. And um, hopefully, we'll get back home soon. But I got to speak to Marjorie about what her or fi- well, what her first experience of the cinema was, and also what her favourite film of all time was. This is what Marjorie had to say.
3: Uh, well, we went to um, my, my father was in the RAF, and we used to go to the RAF cinema. And I remember go, going to see Pinocchio with my sister and I was very frightened, especially the scene where he was going under the sea and all the bubbles were coming up and I cried so much my sister had to take me out. <laughs>
0: Did you actually get to finish watching the film?
3: I don't think so, no, no. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I was about seven or eight at the time, but uh, it really scared me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the film all the way through. <laughs>
0: Were just scars from childhood. No, yes, crazy. yes, exactly.
3: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, so um, so apart from that scene, is there anything else that stands out in your head about Pinocchio?
3: Um no not really no. <laughs> just him
0: going under yeah, the water. Yeah
3: yes 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 um, yes and getting the donkey's ears. <laughs> The long nose from telling lies.
0: Uh, Yeah, the donkey's ears always freaked me. Yes, yes. I I just could not handle the donkey's ears. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) How about your favorite film of all time?
3: Uh, Oh, I think Lawrence of Arabia. I think that is fantastic, especially when Omar Sharif is just a spot in the desert coming towards um, uh, T. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I think that's absolutely wonderful film. Yes. What is it, Major Lawrence, that attracts you personally to the desert? It's clean.
0: The main theme from lawrence of arabia by maurice Jarre. excellent hope yeah. you enjoyed that marjorie oh no we did we did yeah <laughs> so um right what marjorie said there pinocchio, pinocchio lawrence yeah. of arabia let's kick off pinocchio yeah let's on pick on off that.
1: pinocchio i mean that is a really really dark scary film and yeah. and i think it's popped up i mean i know we did do a sh- early show with pinocchio but. It's, it keeps popping up, doesn't it, Pinocchio? So, I think because yeah. it's just sort of, it's like an
2: atypical children's film in that it's got yeah. it is dark, yeah, and it genuinely dark and know, genuinely scary. Boys Town.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I think Come early to, Disney didn't, wasn't, weren't afraid to scare children. Scare oh
1: children, no, not no. at all. I mean, no, as all. long as they
2: were yeah. safe at the end, I think they were thinking, right, we can go dark places, we can scare yeah. them because they're going to be safe at the end.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, the, the, that's well, that's what I think. I, I actually personally think that I think the most effective. Children's, children's entertainment say, does do that the, the ones that think oh no 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 it must be nice and sanitised and yeah. there must be no danger and all that thing all the way through they're the ones nobody remembers and those are the ones yeah. that people hate they'll yeah. go what was that <laughs> like, one about again they're like what was remember. that nothing happened there was no bad thing there was no threat oh forget it and-
1: I, I, I still remember and I think I might have said this last time but I'm going to say it again because it's something that really really sticks in my my mind there's my nephew and I was just excited about being an actor and he wanted to be an actor and mm-hmm. he said oh you need to be because you know, like you do, you like to put your influence on your nephew. Yeah, and that particular song, where, where they take him away, the, fo- the wolf and the fox, hey, diddly, dee, an act, and he turned <laughs> around to me, me, and he said, I don't want to be an actor anymore. <laughs> 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 I just always remember that, I remember that, that scene when we watched that, and it's just little like, I don't want to be an actor anymore. Well, because, you <laughs> see, that, that,
0: that's the theme, right? Because the, the, I think Pinocchio has... What you were saying about early Disney, I think a lot of early Disney, they do have those. I mean, and when we speak or when we ask people about the first films ever, don't worry, Marjorie, you're not alone. (laughs) We've had them before. People have mentioned Snow White. I've mentioned the Queen. And it was a similar thing of The Witch and and saying, oh, my God, I'm getting out of here. And it it keeps coming back. And you said, and I think Roald Dahl has a similar thing. When when you read some Roald Dahl books loved by children all over the world and you read them and you think, Hang on a second, this is some dark stuff going on here. This is, and I think for me, one of the best films of this year, which is, is on the surface, a kid's film, Inside Out, the Mm. Pixar movie, Inside Out. Out, There's some real dark stuff that goes in there, and I think it's one of the best, and I think it's all the better for it because you have that dark stuff, you have that danger, Mm. you have that everything could go wrong here, but at the end of it, you come through, and I think Pinocchio is one of those great sort of morality tales in that it's it's kind of like you know the naughty boy the bad boy the one who doesn't listen to his father who throws away everything that he has it's almost a bit biblical almost like a bit of a prodigal son Mm. story yeah yeah so it's and yeah and i think that that he goes through all that
1: question for you is a good one if you get it first one to answer this who actually which character turns pinocchio into a boy do you know
0: well you're going to tell me it's not the blue fairy now it is the blue fairy yeah i thought it was like a i thought it was like a trick question i was like no it wasn't a trick question I was I was like, just obviously the blue do. fairy <laughs> but yeah then one,
1: one for you sharon because i can't remember in inside out what's the name of the I didn't watch ima- oh you didn't see it what's the name of the imaginary character <laughs> The guy
0: oh, with the. Bing car. Bong. Oh, Bing Bong, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Bing Bong was amazing. He was. well he was just, <laughs> he's a bit odd. He, he's a bit odd, but he ends up being like one of the most so like poignant characters in the yeah, entire film. Yeah. And, and I, when he goes. Uh, <laughs> oh, she hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No spoilers. Well, yeah. We don't know whether Marcus is going
1: to You don't even know Bing
0: Bong is, do you? No. So that like, okay. So don't worry. That's okay. Oh, yeah. You have your whole issue with animated stuff, don't you? Well,
2: like, I. I get there in the end. I, it's always a struggle to get me through the doors. Once I'm in through the doors and I'm sat there, normally it's at the cinema, once I'm sat there, I let it, I give in. Okay. But I resist right up until the moment I sit down. And I think it is, just I don't know why, but when someone says, oh, do you want to go see this? It's like, oh, no. Do you want to go see the, the
0: good then... dinosaur show?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so but so... then I give in when I get them. I actually quite enjoy them. So how did you manage to actually watch Pinocchio in it? The-
2: I think it was, I used to watch Disney time when I was a child and you saw oh, clips of it. Mm-hmm. And I think once it was the full length thing was on, I just let it wash over me. Yeah. But it was only like five years ago that I saw Jungle Book what? all the way through. <laughs> and yeah. You need the Exactly. Some of these films I just had never, ever seen because I was just like, it's a okay, cartoon. I'm not watching no it. Disney <laughs> time. Disney <laughs> time. But every, I used to watch every, Disney time every, every bank, bank holiday.
1: holiday. They'd show little clips from films and, and yeah. every Christmas. And it was just a thing on the TV because, of course, there was no you know
2: and you couldn't get DVDs you couldn't or get DVDs videos. or
1: videos so what they used to have this half an hour of, of and it was called Disney time Disney wasn't it? time yeah and they, I probably got that one so i would have to <laughs> dig out some old videos so I'm sure <laughs> I did one and it was like a sort of minute clips of different yeah. Disney and films and that's I'm how you get a glimpse of them
2: because yeah, where they didn't them. have a cinema release it like reminded everyone what, of, the, yeah. what the films were
0: of, of, of. Of how well, well, and then I remember of seeing on your childhood. Yeah, there's yeah. still
2: some Disney films I've never seen all the way through, but I know about them because I, because of Disney time.
1: Yeah. Well, in the school holidays, you'd have queues around the cinema to go and see a, a Disney film. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. In the days if yeah. we
2: keep on talking about this, but in the days of re-releases when films would come back, so yeah. I remember watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs when I was a child at the cinema and saying to my mum, "Oh, I'm going to see this film at the cinema," and she said, "Oh, it's old." I said, "No, it's not. It's just come out." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like in 1980 or something when I was 10 and going to sit with a group of my little friends. And she was going, no, no, it's an old film. I said, no, it isn't. It's not. It's at the cinema. It's <laughs> that. And I didn't realise, I didn't know that film was, that had been in circulation for 70 years. <laughs> well, not quite like long, but a long time. A long it had been time, yeah. in yeah. cinemas. Yeah.
0: All, all right, yeah. so obviously... Um, um, Marjorie shared her scariest moment. So that's a bit where it goes underwater before it gets swallowed by monstro, monstro, yeah, monstro, the big fish, the big fish whale, whatever it is, big thing. Yeah, and um, so how about you guys? Scariest moment of Pinocchio for you?
2: about the donkeys t- the boys turning into the donkeys.
0: Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I one. think
1: I think it has to be mine. I mean and suddenly they're just like having a real good time. Hey, you want to cuz they got that typical like <laughs> yeah. New York, you know, with the yeah. I just with remember the they got that funny yeah. yeah, massive cigar and
0: boys down, hey, lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, here because I think through every single iteration of this story. So like I, re- I remember reading a book version of Pinocchio. I remember seeing the Disney film and then there was actually a live action version made with a with a guy who was big uh, in the '90s, he, he's the one who did the voice of Simba in the Lion King. He's a guy called Jonathan Taylor Thomas, oh, right. Okay. and he made a live-action version of Pinocchio. And through all of those, was
2: Gepetto F. Murray Abraham?
0: I think he was. Yeah, I think he I'm was. I'm aware of it. Yeah, and th- and th- this the, when they when they turn into donkeys, that bit always freaked me out yeah. because I mean yeah. I'm like. They turn into donkeys. They can't speak. Nobody knows who they are. And they're just being used as donkeys. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, what's going on? Yeah. And because it's
2: gradual, they, they're they aware of this change, aren't they? They see their feet change. They see their hands change. and They they're see lo- the ears and sprout. Ears out. Yeah, yeah, sprout out. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's that fear, isn't it, where they're aware of what's going on, but they can't stop it. Yeah. That's the scary
1: know. bit. I like the Pinocchio in Shrek. The... and <laughs> I think he's quite funny. He's quite funny. Oh, look. Oh look, Pinocchio wears women's trousers. No, I don't. His nose goes
0: really yes. good. <laughs> yeah, but then again, the Sh- Shrek, especially the first one is just like a, it's like a massive, massive. It's two fingers up to Disney. It's just subversive all the way through,
1: isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's a top film. See, I only saw that
2: when the third film came out, and my Mm. friend said, you have to see it. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. It's like, you've got to see Shrek. Mm -hmm. And they've they've sat me down and made me watch it. I think the first
0: one's definitely the best. Yeah, I agree. Totally, totally agree. It goes downhill really, really. It goes really downhill after the second one.
2: I remember I fell asleep during one in the cinema. But that's because it was 3D and they made. I don't like do 3D. Uh, d and I was made no, to go no and see plan. it, and I had the dark glasses on, and I felt a little bit drowsy, and I thought, oh, and I was just like, oh, what's going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am
2: I still in the cinema?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, Half now, an hour later. No. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, now, Lawrence of Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia a sh- yeah. a film that it's, yes. it, okay. I think we Sean reckons that we've spoken about it. I don't think. I think we have spoken about it in passing, but not as a uh, focus on the just Lawrence the of the Arabia. Film. But Lawrence of Arabia her favourite film of all time for Marjorie. You, now, things, I've heard loads about this film. Loads of directors rave about it. I've heard about the shots that she was speaking about of Omar Sharif. That, yeah, that dot so in the She horizon. was a bit of a
1: heartthrob as well. So, I should imagine, I mean, at yeah, that time, Omar Sharif Omar, yeah. was like the, ooh. He was. Yeah. That probably, probably had some influence, on sure. And Peter
2: Tool, I think he was absolutely beautiful. I, I think he was beyond handsome. He was beautiful in this film. Yeah. His eyes were just luminous.
0: Uh, yeah. That's why I hear a lot about Peter O'Toole. People always say that he was a beautiful man. Not I handsome. think he
2: was far more handsome than T.E. Lawrence was, the real man. He wasn't that good looking. Oh, yeah, and, this is Hollywood. By, making, by putting Peter O'Toole in that <laughs> role, everyone knows who T.E. Lawrence is.
0: Well yeah. well, yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, I always heard of Lawrence of Arabia. I heard that was far I've never actually seen it. But I know that a lot of people have raved about it. I mean, so much to, to the fact that even in the recent Bond movie, Spectre, there's a shot in it that is essentially an, a homage yes. To omar sharif showing up across the deserts yes. where i like, can come in towards like you know just sort of coming towards you like all kind of stuff so it's um yeah
2: and then uh, shooting someone isn't he? he comes up to the well and he says oh there are dirty people and he shoots this guy yes because <laughs> he's at his well it's like oh no 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 he's not allowed to use our well there are dirty people
0: so so who was da lawrence because i'm only so sort of vaguely aware
1: of him okay well when in in the first world war you've had like the ottoman empire so as well as Germany and Austria it was also, also say the Turks the mm-hmm. Turkish Empire was called the Ottoman Empire which is probably why there's all the trouble out there now really but anyway basically they wanted to galvanise all the Arab tribes because they were like nomads they wanted to galvanise all the Arab tribes to fight the Turks yep yeah. you know, to create a second it, front yeah. basically and they, they, they
0: said to the, so Arab, the who desert. wanted to galvanise the Arab tribes the, the, the British the Allies and the the French because the, the Ottoman Empire the was British. sort of like it was it covered expanding. all of
1: yeah all of the Middle East it no it had been there for for. for for, Centuries. F- yes. Yeah, se- well, not, yeah. Not, well, it quite changed. Long, ha- but, it
2: was Byzantium, and then it became. Yeah. The but it was
1: Empire, like it was. so. Basically, if you imagine the whole of Middle East, we're talking Syria, Iraq, um, Libya, Libya, all those, all those was that was all the Ottoman Empire. So most of North Africa, mm-hmm. most of the Middle East mm-hmm. was all called the Ottoman Empire. It was all Ottomans. Um, and they even had a bit of Spain, trouts, didn't basically. they? Yeah. So, yeah. but the Turks were were in charge of it. The Turks were the, the rulers, if you like. And so they thought if they could galvanise, if the Allies, the French, the British, could galvanise the the Arab tribes, it would be like another army. And they promised them that they would have a, be able to have a free Arabia. Okay. So they'd say, oh, you know, it's going to be free. So they needed someone to go out and sort of... And T.E. Lawrence managed to galvanise all these tribes together. So all these different tribes. because yeah, like he was only a captain. He was only a
2: captain in the British army. He wasn't a, a high rank and, at
1: all. But it's... it's, it's
2: but he was a scholar who knew a lot of languages. Yeah. He was a language scholar. So. And, and he managed yeah. to get,
1: so all these tribes, because first of all, Anthony Quinn's the top of a tribe and, and like you say, Omar Sharif, and they meet and they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Alec Guinness is in it. Yeah, um, these, He's and, another tribal leader. And basically what happens is that all the tribes get together and he does this this march across the desert with, with all these tribes. Yeah. And he comes up to the Suez, there's a good shot of the Suez Canal and, and actually takes this place called Aqabar. Mm-hmm. And he takes it... All, all the British and everything are all sceptical about him and they're all in their things, aren't they? They're really sceptical. Oh, he's not going to do anything. And then this message comes through. Oh, it's captured Akbar. What, what? And they're all like, well, well. So, of course, then he goes out again. They say, oh, he's you know he's doing such a good job. But he gets captured. He actually gets captured. By he's, the text, he disguises yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. And he gets whipped. They reckon he actually got raped, raped well. for real. They, they reckon that's what really happened. And after that, he turns really hateful, doesn't he? And he's like when they attack a train he goes no prisoners no prisoners and he starts of course a lot of slaughter anyway so once once the 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 Arabs have won they've got this big council where all the different Arabs and of course they go into arguments and that yeah and then basically I guess the Allies said right okay you can have France can have Algeria we'll have the British will have Egypt and they just basically carved up but basically carved it up between <laughs> themselves which is why there's probably all that, that trouble out there now. <laughs> they, never now. About, yeah. they never thought but about they never thought about tribes or anything they just that whole period the of this First World War yeah. Yeah.
2: that we that we don't well we on the Isle of Wight I think people know about it because most of the the casualties for the First World War were uh, happened in that that theatre of the war, war yeah. it was like Gallipoli and Palestine and mm-hmm. Turkey that most of the Isle of Wight troops were lost yeah uh, but so, yeah, and then T.E. Lawrence, yeah, after the war, he left the army and then he re-enlisted under a different name and he joined the tank, the tankies. So that's why he lived down in Dorset.
1: All and right. that he died in a motorbike accident did, yeah. in 1924 that's how it starts it off or does it finish like that it starts remember. off with his Start, death starts off with the yeah, yeah and then the story goes yeah when i was on
2: holiday in dorset recently we did a t e. lawrence day so we went to where he lived at clouds hill we went past we didn't go we passed where he was killed the the road where he was killed is still in use today and we also visited his grave so we did a whole t lawrence day <laughs> so he sounds
0: like a kind of character who for some would have been a hero and for others would have yes. been less yeah i <laughs> yeah. think
2: for some people he was he was mainly his he was a, known as a scholar, and when you look at his house it's you can tell that this man who lived there loved music, he's got all his gramophone records, his books have surrounded him, and but everything is like his his bed was like made of leather, like a chamois leather like a suede leather okay. cover yeah, and that he used to lounge on it all day in in a sort of an arab way, and it would it would fill up the whole room one room is just this bed <laughs> with this sort of leather suede leather cover and he would lounge there and read and listen to music. Yeah. And so in some ways he was like this sort of slightly dilettante uh, figure and other ways he was like this sort of intellectual powerhouse. But he's known as, yeah, for his intellect and his sensitivity. Yeah. and But and, yeah, he galvanized these armies.
0: And with the film itself, because it seems like it was a labor of love for David Lean mm. and choosing Pito at all was seen as a risk because nobody really knew who he was to to actually sort of like carry this four hour epic.
2: Yes, yeah, and about this, this who obsc- was famous in his day, but obviously by the time they made the film, hardly anyone had known who who, was. who Lawrence of Arabia was, or yeah. T. E. Lawrence was, or T. E. Shaw as he was at this time of his death, he'd changed his name. But yeah, no one knew who he was, so there's a huge risk. But it's stunning cinematically, isn't it? it You've is, got these yeah. images of the desert. I think the deserts never looks so beautiful. It Does yeah. And when you go there, you think, oh, that looks quite nice. But I'd imagine it probably isn't quite. So
0: yeah, no, I don't, I don't think
2: quite des- so comfortable.
0: Yeah, I don't think deserts. Uh-
1: I really like that yeah. shot once they've captured Akaba and they've got the Suez Canal. Yeah, I, I, I you think see the ship going by. Yeah, don't they you see the ship because they they come and there's the Suez Canal. Yeah. it's a good shot. But, and actually, there's loads of good moments in it.
2: Um, I've got a, gen- a sort of tenuous connection to the to that film anyway. In that you talk about General Allenby in the film, and uh, my dad served under General Allenby mm, <laughs> in the army.
0: So you're like, yep, oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's
2: yeah. like yeah. So we, it's like a you know seven degrees of separation. It's like yeah, I have got a connection to T. Sure. Lawrence via General Allenby via my dad via. <laughs> you see,
0: so- you know, that, that, that's a bit like it's a bit like me. It's like you know Hollywood changed when I was born because I was born yeah is such a good movie because of your connection to it It's my
2: connection to ah, it yeah <laughs> my dad met General
0: Allenby yeah yeah and to Sir, <laughs> would Love Sidney Poitier was thinking there's a young boy called Sean Harris that I need to inspire <laughs> he needs to be a <laughs> to teacher. become the best teacher ever and therefore I shall take this role that's different from all the other I, roles I've played
1: I just going to go back to the last last shot in the film which is really good because he was like I said he was an engineer the, the last shot of the film is he's, he's got, got a job as an engineer well paid job and he's sort of he's written his letter of acceptance and then after the party goes, he sits at his desk and a couple of new students come in and they go, oh, you've got us next year. You're going to, you know, we're really going oh, to play you up with that. Love, yeah, to I serve with love. To serve with love. Sorry, going sorry. back to <laughs> that. And yes, he, just, he just gets this, like, uh, you know, the engineer's job and just sort of tears it up. And uh, I'm going yeah, to stay a teacher. Yes, I'm going to I stay a teacher. And T. Lawrence,
2: it. he had all this fame and he had all this wealth. Well, but in the end, he actually went back and enlisted as an ordinary man, not as an officer. He enlisted in the tank regiment <clears> as a common soldier.
1: Soldier, yeah okay funny.
2: cool so Well, it's like but humble this is about being humble being, being humble, isn't being it? humble. It's okay, okay. Grasping Marjorie, Marjorie things. as you
0: can see I'm having to fight these two to actually stop talking about your yeah. choice <laughs> good, so, good choice yeah, so Marjorie. I think, I think, we have, Marjorie, I think yeah, here in the in the studio you have some people who absolutely love your choice and if I let them we'll continue talking <laughs> unfortunately however we have a show to continue but thank you very much for choosing um, Lawrence of Arabia guys thanks so much for talking about it we might I I don't I have a feeling we might be revisiting this at some point. <laughs> when you've <laughs> seen it. Yeah yeah probably when I've seen it when I've actually sat down I've carved out four hours or maybe yeah. five hours for the Peter Jackson yeah, version. Leave
2: a whole day yeah, leave a whole day for it
0: <laughs> and and watch it. I mean it's about to be on at some bank holiday. It's about to be yeah. on somewhere over Christmas.
2: It normally is with either Ben Hur or Lawrence of but Choose one of them and you'll have uh, a day. your day is sorted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right and uh, now we go to the bit of the show where we talk about a hidden gem. It's a film that we pick. we say it's a great film, but not that many people have seen it or even know about it. Sharon has picked the film this week, and Sharon, would you like to tell us what film it is? Yes,
2: I regard this as the pointless Hitchcock because in a recent episode of Pointless, this had no point <laughs> when they said name Hitchcock <laughs> films. No one named this one, and it is called *The Trouble with Harry* from 1955 by the great Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Okay, yeah, because you know, ever since, uh, seen, uh, obviously, since seen, since seen, since Joe has made less and less of an appearance in the in the recording booth we've had a dearth of Hitchcock yeah, for a while a I, I, that all of a sudden like you come in and you bring like oh Hitchcock shows back in I mean there was a time when it seemed like every other week we would have a Hitchcock <laughs> we talked that one. Sure. but no, no okay so the welcome return of Alfred Hitchcock so tell us what is it what is the trouble of, about Harry about
2: the trouble with Harry it's a darkly comic tale about Harry who basically is a corpse the <laughs> opening scene of the, the film you hear three shots and then you see a child in the woods and an old man in the woods. And then the scene opens and you see this body lying there, feet first towards the camera. So you see these feet pointing at the air and this body stretched out. And it's how each people who each person who encounters this body reacts to it. But it is darkly comic and it is, yeah. The trouble with Harry is what to do with this body. So the first thing you'd think is, you found a body, 999, hello I found a body. No, it's like, <laughs> some people it's like oh his body nothing to do with me I'm going on and others like oh no I might have killed it <laughs> and oh no who's that oh it's your dad don't worry <laughs> it's, oh no it's not his dad but <laughs> it's random and mad and insane and really funny but it for me it works as a film
0: yeah, I mean, sure, have you seen it? No, I haven't you know, seen it. it. Yeah. Okay. No. The trouble no. Is, okay, because I I started watching this earlier today. And it, so uh, obviously the film starts and then you have this you have the it starts off with an old man with a gun who's sort of sat down in the corner and he just sort of like starts talking to himself or actually starts talking to his gun. Yes. And he starts saying, "Oh well, if we don't get any rabbits today, then we deserve to go back home with nothing." And he's cleaning the he's cleaning this uh, sort Little of like tiny this rifle, rifle and everything. And he's like, "Oh well, that uh, then he sort of walks up and he walks across this body because you see the body, you know that okay, this man has shot something and you may, and you think, okay, oh oh he he must have killed him. Oh my word. How's he gonna and he walks up and he kinda of sees the body his reaction is pretty much, Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> it appears I've killed someone. Oh that won't do. It's <laughs> he's, like, he's that's so
2: inconvenient. Yeah he's
0: like, Oh what were you doing there? You shouldn't have been here. Now I've gone and shot you. And well, I didn't <laughs> get
2: my rabbit. Yeah, like, there's no and rabbit I and I've <laughs> shot you.
0: And it's it's almost it's almost kind of like it's by far the funniest Hitchcock is it a comedy yeah. is it a it's, comedy it's a, is it meant to yeah, be a comedy yeah it's meant to be comedy it, but yeah. you, you know how okay, you know how Hitchcock right you know how Hitchcock has a dark sense of humour yeah and in Hitchcock movies you always usually have something that's quite funny that you probably you'd be thinking what the heck where did that come from? Yeah, where did yeah. that come from? Why is why is he doing that? We shouldn't be laughing at that, but it is quite funny, and it's kind of like he's taking all those moments that he's had in previous films and all those characters that are a bit like that and put them all in one film, <laughs> and yeah. so you you have and so you have all these different people and the way they come across the body. So there's a there's a gentleman, a doctor who goes for walks while reading a book. And he just keeps reading this book, reading this book, reading this book. He trips over the body, can't find his glasses. He finds his glasses, put them on, and just keeps going and reading the book. And he doesn't even doesn't realize he that attention. he's... And
2: he does this like two or three times. <laughs> yeah. <isn't> he? He's <laughs> tripping over the body. And it's like,
0: And he doesn't. are you
2: ever... You're a doctor. Are you ever going to notice there's a body there?
0: Yeah, and it's, it's just... Uh, the, the dialogue is hilarious. The characters are crazy. Yeah. It, and, uh, some of the people he has... Uh, the, you know the main guy? Uh, because I was looking at him, I think he looks familiar. But you know the
2: or the the artist
0: the artist it's yeah.
2: an awful painting absolutely dreadful <laughs> painting <Is it>?
0: yeah. <laughs> so he he sort of like shows up and he he kind of goes yeah I've done all these yeah. paintings I need to eat why aren't you selling any of my paintings why are they not selling it's they're because not they're like... awful <laughs> and, and it's, and but yeah it's Blake
2: Carrington from Dynasty
0: yeah and John Forsyth Charlie he is Charlie he is yeah. Charlie yeah. from Charlie's Angels John Forsythe. <laughs> he is and the there's voice.
2: very young Shirley MacLaine is in it yeah, wow. and Edward Gwynn who we know from the Miracle on 34th Street, the yep. original Santa, the original Santa Claus. And I forget the name of the lady, but she's appears in lots of things. She has like this sort of spinster lady. Yeah, I didn't write her name down, but she's a lot. Of, she's a character actress who's been in lots of things. Yeah, really likable. So it's main the y- main cast.
1: Yeah. as I say, I'm. I I'm, mean. I'm in- hitchcock movies are good but i'm not a, a
0: major major hitchcock fan so that'd be yeah it, i know it, i shouldn't say that yeah. no, 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 no this is okay this is like probably the most different hitchcock i've seen Yeah, it's
2: not, i think that's why it's, it's not popular or not known as Hitchcock. Yeah. It, it's it's not it's not in his
0: usual vein, vein, yeah, vein. it does, doesn't have it doesn't have the palette. beauty it doesn't have the beauty like because i know uh, one of my friends when we're talking about one of my friends was talking about frenzy and the the hitchcock movie frenzy and she was like she doesn't like it because she oh I I think Frenzy's a good film, but she's like she doesn't like it because it's not the usual beautiful Hitchcock. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this is this is this is almost more almost like a kitchen sink drama or like yeah. or it's like Hitchcock doing under milk wood. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, And so. it's
2: set in like New England type area mm. and, and in the in the autumn. So you've got the stunning scenery. all everything is framed is by this picked colour. Yeah, but, like, but everything's a, framed by these orange and red and crimson. I, I think it's a fifty four or
0: fifty seven, is it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um fifty five it was made. Oh okay, cool. Uh but yeah, it's 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 beautiful, but everything is like this this look like a put you're stepping inside a, a really painting. pretty painting. Oh,
1: right, so it's yeah. all so, framed like yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So it's it's framed. not, it's you not your usual th- it's not your usual hitchcock in that yeah. like you know. And you always no see blonde. the body
2: feet first. You always see the body like these <laughs> big feet and at one point a tramp steals this body's shoes <laughs> and he's got these grey and red socks on and you just see these little red toes. Of his socks poking up at the Sorry. sky, Sorry. and then you you look down his legs, but you never see. His, you think you might glimpse his face once or twice. Yeah, but you don't really ever see and his it's... face either. You just see this sort of these feet, the... then fading into legs, oh. fading into torso. It, it
0: is it, 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 it's 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 hilarious. Yeah. I was I've, I was in stitches just watching this thing because especially the bit where they because they do the whole thing where they show his shoes, show yeah. his body from like the bit where his, you see his shoes. And you see the boy when the boy finds the body, sort of looking down at him with the boy just so it's it's, yeah. it's just a very comic image. Wow! But, but, but this very
2: small black like four-year-old boy. Yeah, finding uh, a body.
0: And then and then the bit where he when they when they take the shoes and then they show him with the socks and everything like and then everybody starts talking about him when the artist sees him. The artist comes across the body and the first thing is that the artist is trying to paint, he's trying to sketch the just, landscape. Yeah, he draws it, yeah. And then he notices that there's some legs sticking out from underneath the bush and it's like <laughs> he walks him and goes hey buddy buddy. Get out of my painting! <laughs> then he realizes he's dead and goes, "Oh!" So he starts sketching his face. <laughs> he starts
2: drawing him. Yeah. <laughs> he starts drawing. Yeah, it.
0: sounds sounds interesting. And it's that like you get gem.
2: And there's a little bit of hint of a mystery in there, and that three of the people you meet the old the old sea captain who's out shooting rabbits, and then there's a spinster lady who was accosted in the woods by this man, and then his ex his estranged wife, and all three of them have a motive and a potential opportunity to have killed him.
1: Do you find out in the end?
2: Yes, you do oh, find right, out okay. how his death came about. Right. But yeah, so the, the what, what spinster was saying, I was walking in the woods, I think I've killed him. I was walking in the woods and he dragged me into the bushes <laughs> and I escaped, but he dragged me back again, so I hit him with my, my leather sole of my hiking boot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it it but it, it is uh, it is so funny. Because for instance, you know, even the spinster lady, we we spoke about a rear window, like yeah some ages back. ages of shows yeah. ago. Yeah and um so and in rear window you know how you had like oh, oh what's that called miss lonely hearts oh miss lonely yes. hearts yeah yep. so the spinster lady is like miss lonely hearts put in new england and, all kind of oh, stuff. Wow. and, and it's it's and even the, the the discussion that they have like you know that the that the old sea captain and the artist have yeah. where he, they're talking about her and everything like that and this at least there's one particular bit where the old sea captain has just the His reaction, his reaction to when he's talking about this lady is like, Oh, yeah, she is a nice lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's kind of like this is because this is this film is like Alfred Hitchcock having fun. It's, it really is like him having fun. It is the funniest I've ever, I've ever seen him, I've ever seen a Hitchcock movie be. It's it's just like, it's just hilarious. Okay, I should make a point of checking that out then. It's just, it's, it's one of these dark, like, did you have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the film *Arsenic and Old Lace*? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yep. it's like, it's a bit like *Arsenic that's and Old tone. Lace*. Okay, that's that, that kind of tone where where you where you're kind of thinking what the, how the, what, what is going what, on? Why are those people yeah. reacting like that? And it's just like this always okay, this group of people and how they all react and everything like that, and how there's a dead body, but quite frankly nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares that there's somebody who's dead, but it's the uh, it's
2: yeah. and it's, they they there does go really over the top funny and that they to keep burying him and then they keep digging him up again so he's like buried and dug up about four times His body Excellent. and in the end yeah they wash all his clothes and hide him in the bath And it's just this really really mad scenes where people you open one door opens and you see this body like slumped with his feet again poking out the bathroom <laughs> and then trying to sort of the policeman's walking in the doctor's walking in and they're just it's just mad it's, uh, it's almost it's quite broad comedy in some wow. aspects but dark as well this yeah. sort of yeah so it's 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 a, one of those ones that, yeah I don't know why people don't know more about it, but they don't, and yeah it is it's a genuine genuine, genuine
0: gem film. hidden gem. Oh yeah it's a, gem. yeah I I think because obviously after a while they became a Hitchcock brand. Where yes. you knew that, okay, like, okay, Hitchcock brand, you're going to have suspense. You're going to have the, the you're going to have the, um, not the forgotten man, but the mistaken man with mistaken identity, yes. an ordinary man in extraordinary circumstances has to get out of it somehow. And your
2: femme fatale or your, yeah, this, yeah, sort yeah. Of I, this woman is I, this strong, unobtainable I, woman. And I
0: think oh. that's what people want to do, but this film makes me wish, it really, really makes me wish that Alfred Hitchcock had made more comedies because he has um, an almost, so. Sort of, this film almost like a sort of Billy Wilder-esque ah. grasp of the comedy. And is of like, you know, of how you think these are just simple situations, like the bit of the artist, the artist who complains about how nobody wants to buy his paintings and it's a big deal. And then he gets into he goes into this shop and there's a man who comes up in like one of these sort of shiny sort of Rolls-Royce mm. type cars and is obviously rich and has a lot of money. It comes on and he spends ages looking at this man's painting and is looking at all of the paintings, but then the artist gets Caught up with like You know re, Like a making over a lady So he comes out And then the old man is like Excuse me young man is like excuse me I'm busy And he runs off And the old man goes well, that's it, puts the drawing down and goes into the car and drives <laughs> And off. you
2: think, you fool, you've just lost a sale. <laughs> just
0: and, he, and he's just totally <laughs> oblivious to the fact that, oh yeah, I just, lost, I just lost the money that I've spent the last 10 minutes harping on about how I need it. It's a, so it's, it's a very, very funny film. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, I, I like that. And so, from The Trouble with Harry, we're going to play um, the Bernard Herman score because Bernard Herman, a long-time collaborator with Alfred Hitchcock. That, indeed. And uh, yeah, he, you find him in playful mode as well.
2: For my slot
0: Okay and we're back (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind us Don't mind us
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dear Oh good lord. What
0: am I gonna <laughs> do with you guys? But anyway, the funny thing I found about that Brendan Herbert score is the fact that it starts off all kind of like duh, 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 duh. Then it's almost as if it's playing with what you expect of a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, it does sound so I you mean have the got music actually could uh,
1: yeah, there's darkness here. I agree. I mean you, it's wouldn't like, from, yeah, the, uh, you wouldn't think of Yeah. That you wouldn't think as a comedy from that. You think, ooh. <laughs> you think. But there are moments in it you think, oh.
0: yeah. Yeah all right cool and now we go into the bit of the show which we call exception to the rule so the rule is they don't make them like they used to but every once in a while we get gracious and we look at films that were made after 1980 and we say hang on a second there's a german here and sean you choose these for us tell us what you've chosen this week <laughs> okay and this this film uh it's a disney film
1: um uh, so i suppose there's a few connections because we've spoken about disney films but it's an actual real life action and it's called it's a school movie again um <laughs> high school musical. remember remember the <laughs> titans oh, yeah high school musical high school, nearly yeah i did think about high school i was i was thinking about school movies and, and i was looking there's, there's loads there's yeah. loads but this one in particular is a really really inspirational movie really totally inspirational movie and it's it's the story of uh, it's got denzel washington who Probably one of his heroes, I think, was probably Sidney Poitier. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely. I mean, I think he's mentioned that in interviews. Um, and he's a coach. He's a football coach, American football coach. And he gets to become coach at this this college, which has already got a um, a white coach. Well, this uh, is in this is in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so is the 70, so. still still yeah. So there's still segregation. Sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, it takes yeah. place in the seventies. So there's still like you know the color, the color friction if you will yeah yeah, the whole segregation segregational issue um and basically it's an inspirational story of how uh, i guess the community comes together in the end as well doesn't it though the the, the whole community but originally they're like oh the the board of governors are like oh you know we 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 can't you know
0: yeah it's because he, he comes in he comes in as a as a black coach yeah and they you you have the then two schools gets combined so you have the school that's mostly white but because they say this is we're ending segregation so it's mostly white and then they have like a, a school that's mostly black and they bring them together or a white school and a black school, and they bring them together and obviously you have this whole thing where the players are like we're not going to play with those that's guys what the hell do you think you're doing and all that kind of <laughs> stuff and all the parents are up in arms because in america you know you have small time in america small-time. and yeah. they for them the high school American football team is it yes, is yes. everything and they put like a they put like a amount of weight and expectation on the kids' shoulders and all that so the so the fact that they have this coach who's been there for for years with this school but then they install the black guy as the head coach and the white guy's supposed to be his assistant and everybody goes up in arms and the the the, the white guy's like I'm only going to be here for a while just to help you bet in and then I'm out of here because I can't believe I got passed over mm-hmm. why on earth am I play, playing on these this guy and all that kind of stuff and it's and it becomes this whole big thing about how are we going to navigate this thing. so i remember there's a bit in the film where they go away in the first like uh they would go away on a camp camp yeah they go and, to a training camp yeah and i think it's first of all obviously the people they all go and segregate themselves and they have like you know they have the room with because there's two people to a room and then yeah. they have like you know a white guy stay in the room black and then they go in and they mix them up and they say they everybody's going to have like you know every room's going to have one white person and one black person in the room and that causes all this friction and I guess because it's because it's Disney, the film can be accused of you kind of know what's going to happen. And yeah, you kind of know that there's yeah, going yeah. to be a resolution. You kind of know like that everyone's going to end up loving each other, and there's going to be like you know people punching the air and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that it's a high school American football movie, it follows that whole thing where, you know, you start off at the beginning, and you know that good, and then you go into this, and <laughs> then you do that, and then you have that one bit, and you have that one game where everything turns around, and then it goes, on and then you get to the state's championships, which means everything in America, apparently.
1: That's, well, well, they go undefeated. <laughs> the team eventually go undefeated, which is, like, unheard of, you know. And they're so, so then, of course, you know, just galvanizes the community. I actually watched this with my dad, and he said, that was a really good film. I really enjoyed that. Um, And it is is a really good, enjoyable film. Based on a true story. Based on a true story, yeah, indeed. And there's, you you picked up, there's some, you know, we were saying about in To Serve With Love with
0: Patricia Rootledge. Well, Who's in this? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, people who became yeah, famous later. People who later. became so, famous. People who became famous <laughs> later. So I think the biggest one is probably Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Ryan okay. Gosling, who is kind of like, you know. He's so boyish. He's, he, well, basically, he's he comes so boyish, from the West Coast
1: and he calls him. He's he's the one that sort of breaks the ice, really, because yeah. he he comes over from California. And he's like, he's a like, a, he's like they a call j- him California. Yeah, he's been, kind of like a joker. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a joker. And like with all the, the, the black guys, he's there, he's getting in, he's dancing with them and all. And everything, and he's like, he, yeah. he can't understand that, you know, he doesn't, or he doesn't really realize that there is this.
2: So, is it set in the south? So, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, set I in the south, is it? Well, I know that sort of, or just Midwest. Or I think
0: it's sort of Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. It's it, it's a suburb of Washington D.C. Wow, oh, oh, so it's in Washington. So yeah, Eastern yeah, Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. So but, yeah, but I've, um, but I think that it was. Probably, obviously, a, more, a lot more liberal out in out in California and stuff yeah. like that. So we so you have Ryan Gosling, who's probably the biggest name of the people who actually have, of, of the, the the cast. You have Kate Bosworth, who's actually a well known actress. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched Heroes or Nashville and Hayden Panettere,
2: Paneteria? I, I don't know, that's right. it. I'm not sure how you say it. Yeah, yeah I'm not
0: sure how you say it, but <laughs> she's she's the one who was the cheerleader in Heroes and she's in this like a 10-year-old and it's one of those things where you're watching it and you're going, that she looks familiar. And she's like the loud loudmouth daughter. She's the loudmouth daughter of the white coach who, um, because his wife is dead and everything so hes just raised her up the way he knows her so she knows like everything about American football mm-hmm. and she's like on the sidelines during the games yelling oh for goodness sake of your day fans what you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's like really really precocious young kid in it you have Wood Harris who went on to be oh I think Wood, yeah he went on to be in the wire and he's he's known okay. yeah he's the he's um Avon Boxdale in the wire <laughs> So it's the the film is just sort of rampant. Oh, you've oh you've got Ethan Supley who ended up in, in My Name Is Earl. He was like Earl's brother, the big guy, Donald Faison who ended up in Scrubs and was also in Clueless before this. So it's so the film is just so American television
2: spots. hotbed of talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of it's it's, it's kind of like it's a kind of film where you will see. The, there's a there's a whole idea of that guy from that thing Yeah. so you're watching oh yeah that guy from that thing oh yeah that, oh, that guy <laughs> from that thing I know that guy from that place and you don't know this, the names but you might know the faces you, you know the faces but you don't actually you don't actually know their names and I think even even with all the sort of the thing about the film is I find is like well, even with all of the the sort of cheesy moments it kind of rises above them and still gives you a very good film it does yeah it gives Definitely. you it gives you a very good film where and I, I, I think it's like for me the mark of a film like this like a rocky or like you know um, an escape to victory or mean machine yeah. or anything like that you've got root wh-
2: for the team well it? the
0: thing is for me the mark of it is that even though you know what's going to happen and you know they're going to yeah. not do that well and they know that these things you know, they have to get over and then there's going to be adversities that they overcome if when it comes to the final game you still find yourself kind of like rooting for them and punching the air when they make that play or they do that thing then that's a mark of a good film for me, that they've yeah. managed to, even though you're watching and you're going, oh, oh, obviously that's going to happen, that's going to happen. If at the end, you're still kind of like, yes, good film. And that's why, like, for instance, uh, there's a film called Real Steel. Real Steel, yeah. Yes. With with Hugh Jackman yeah, with the boxing role. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember watching I remember watching Real Steel and I remember thinking, obviously, okay, yeah, uh, guy doesn't like his son at the beginning, only wants to use him for his own b- benefit, just wants to make money. Oh, yeah, then that's going to happen, then that's going to happen, then that's going to happen. And then they have the you know, they have the whole bit where they talk about how he can control the robots and like by his own mo- motions. And he has this whole thing where he talks about, oh yeah, I used to be a boxer. I never really got the chance. Didn't get a chance to throw that punch. And I was like, oh, I know exactly yeah. how this is gonna end. I yeah, know, yeah, know, know exactly going. where this is going. But when it got to the final fight, I was like, do it, do, do it! it. Yeah. It's the only option. It's obvious what you need to do. Control the robots! Throw that punch! punch. (laughs) And uh, and, like, when they have the invisible, so like slow motion, I'm like, yes! (laughs) And afterwards, I was like, yeah, yeah, they got me, they got me. Good film. Good
2: film. So this is like a fusion then of those inspirational teacher films and the sporting sporting, triumph film. So
1: I I, I seem to follow a theme, don't I? But, uh, the I like the bit, because um, Denzel just wants total control, he's a real control freak, he must control yeah. everything, and and even the assistant coach is like telling him, oh, maybe we should do this, maybe we should change players and all that, and, and he won't have it, he said, look, I'm the coach, I'm the head coach, this is what I'm going to do, but then in the end, they need a play, and he sort of looks at him, and at the end he says, okay, we'll do it, And and... The white guy, the white coach, yeah, changes a couple of players, you know, because it's not working, and they just go down. And it's that real exciting bit, and then yeah, oh come on, come on, let's go! On, you got to do it, yeah. So, and I, and I always like those films where you've got like the the two coaches either side of the field, aren't they? And they're, they, you know. Yeah, when the one that loses, like, oh, what do you do? Oh. <laughs> he just, yeah. just throws his clipboard yeah, down, and yeah, starts jumping it. up and down yeah, on it, yeah, yeah. and the other one is like hugging all his yeah, players yeah, yeah. and
0: having Gatorade poured all over him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah,
2: sounds delightful. Have you ever seen the Water <laughs> Boy? <laughs> no.
1: Oh no way. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: the, the, that's actually that's one of the uh, that's one of the better Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movies. movies. Yeah, he's very hot and cold, Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah so it's it's uh remember the Titans I think it, it is quite a good film you will it's one of those things that you you will it's an easy watch yeah, an easy poetic. watch and you'll enjoy it yeah, yeah. yeah it's an easy watch it has it does have a I, I feel like almost all the beats in the film are predictable I feel like all the beats in the film are you know where it's going you, you know where it's going you know where it's going from from the word go but at the same time it takes you along and I think that that is a mark of a good, good film film yeah you know what's happening Probably. and still you're still with them yeah, you, you, it's like you end up not holding it against them, and now okay. So the Titans in the film, which is the Titans, they call that's the name of the football team, and um, they have a dance that they do <laughs> with a song. <laughs> so we're just gonna play this, and then we're gonna go into the final part of the show now. Everywhere we go. That's, that's where they got a dance. It's much like a, like, a like a hacker. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a hacker that they do before yeah. the games. Yeah. Stuff, they sort yeah. of got just this turn. dance just
1: to, to, in front of the other team. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it, really all together, which is, which, which is great, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a
0: really good movie. Yeah. And I think they also nailed the camaraderie in the team. They nailed the camaraderie, especially the budding camaraderie between. The, the different team. races, Yeah, it's it It feels... They end up respecting each other. Yeah, it, it feels like you can actually, okay, yeah, this, this. sure enough, is it, it, it doesn't happen like in one scene, it doesn't happen like one thing happened, one, one person just kind of goes, oh, I realized what a bigot I was, now I love everybody. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen like that, it happens in a way that you think, okay, that is that's believable. More, yeah, that's more believable. likely to happen. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean,
1: like the two, the two captains, aren't they? That you know, together they become really, really good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, and one yeah. of them, well, once happens, yeah, yeah. but they become really, really good friends. Before they, they sort of are in each other's faces, they don't but, and then it's a team thing, you know. And they get together. This is, you know, we've got to do this together. He yeah, says and and they end up becoming and they sort of visit other places don't they? and there's that laugh when California Ryan Gosling's out with with some of the black dudes and he's going to take him in that, that white bar, isn't he? Do you remember that scene? Oh, and he goes, yeah, and he goes, and he's like, oh yeah, we're going, and they're going, they're going, oh, we don't know if she should, he goes, yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. And he because he's got no idea that. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, oh, barroom brawl,
0: yeah. <laughs> barroom brawl. Yeah, because suburb of Washington DC, that's beginning to border of the South of America. South, yeah. So yeah, and it definitely has that feel about it. Yeah. Right, so um, we will see you guys in two weeks when we shall be doing a Christmas movie special. Until then, Take it easy, listen to your doctors, get well soon, and remember that as always, they don't make them like Like they used to. Good night.